Hello, friends. And welcome to The Magic of Mamahood. We are your hosts, Stephanie and Caitlin. In this podcast, we talk about all things mom. We are on a mission to empower moms one episode at a time with holistic and real approaches to fitness, pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Join us as we craft the pages to the manual of mamahood together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we have Madison and Emily on. Madison is a friendship enthusiast, coach, and researcher. She studies and writes about friendship, the strategies for maintaining and strengthening friendships, and the power of social connection on health and well-being. She is also the creator of the Instagram page, Flourishing Friend. Emily is a friendship mentor, coach, podcast host, and a mom of two. As the leader of the Connected Mom Life community, she helps, she helps busy moms create the circle of friends that they crave. Thank you so much, both of you guys, for coming on today. We're so excited to have you. Yes. Yeah, so excited <laughs> to be here. Thanks. I also love that it was a small world. Um, Emily, you did Fit for Mom too, right? Yeah. Oh my and gosh, I love Fit for Mom. And I met. So mm-hmm. yeah, just, that's I awesome. when it comes full circle like that. Same. Yes. I love Fit for Mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we okay. are going to start with weekly wins. So... Um, let's go ahead. Let's see, Steph, why don't you start us off with one of your weekly wins? Okay. Um, my weekly win this week is that we haven't gotten takeout this week. Oh, nice. (laughs) Because I just haven't been in the mood to like cook recently. And like today, this week, I mean, I've cooked all the meals. So that's a win. (laughs) Yeah, that's huge. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What about you, Madison? What's your weekly win? It's funny, Steph and I must be on the same wavelength. Because um, (laughs) my so my husband and I are thinking about potentially like growing our family and having kids. And we realized like, we don't know how to cook. Like we cannot have a child (laughs) unless we know how to keep them alive and feed them. But truly, we always eat out, we never cook. And so Um, A big goal of ours this year is to not eat out and try new recipes and kind of pick those core 10 recipes that we're really good at. So we did meal planning on Monday and have all of our food for this week, which felt like a very big win. And that's amazing. Okay, Emily, what's your win? Yeah. So my win is I have um, a second grader and I have hit the phase where he can safely bike himself to school by himself and bike himself home. It was like a new world. (laughs) I used to love biking to school when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah, He loves it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much extra time for you too, hopefully. Yeah. It's crazy. Not having to stop work at three o'clock every day. I'm like, oh, what is this madness? <laughs> oh my That's like me with the bus. We have this little app that tracks the bus and I'll get like the alert and then realize like, Oh, I have to run to the bus stop right now. <laughs> yep. Also app that tracks the bus. I didn't even know that existed. So oh, I am excited yes. for motherhood when it comes. That sounds yes, like it makes it, life easier. There's so many apps. Yes. Yes. Fortunately yes. and unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> All of the things. Okay, so I'm excited for my weekly win because I feel like it ties in to our interview with you guys tonight. So I just started a new, uh, working for a new studio, and I did a friends and family class today, and I had 
five moms come who I have grown close to over the past couple years. And so I don't know, looking out today, I was like, wow, I didn't know these women three years ago. And they've had such a huge impact on my life and my motherhood. And the fact like they found babysitters in the middle of the day to come to my class. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was just like Mm -hmm. one of those moments where you're like, it is a good life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. How meaningful. So that's my win. That's an awesome win. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get straight to the questions. Um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to start with the questions and we're going to start with um, this one. It says, how do you make long lasting friendships as adults? And how do you find the time to make friends? And I know there's both of you guys on here. So if you guys want to, I don't know if you want to take turns answering or one of you guys wants to take the lead um, with one question, whatever, however you guys want to do it. Sure. Yeah, I was thinking, Madison, if you want to talk about how to make long-lasting friends as adults, <laughs> I can follow up on the time piece as a mom. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that would awesome. be wonderful. Um, so long-lasting friendships as adults, I think this can be tricky, especially as we think about finding the time. Um, I know for me, consistency and the research shows that consistency is a really big part of maintaining a friendship, keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that and shared experience. So when I think about, okay, how can I make this friendship last? How can I keep it alive over time? What are the things I can do to connect with my friends so that there's that consistency in place and hopefully positivity in those interactions too, yeah. which I know when you feel like you don't have the time can be so hard. So something mm-hmm. that I think about that is kind of a tip that I use is stop trying to like find time that you feel like doesn't exist. How can you capitalize on the time that you that you do have in your day? Um, And so I think about like, how can I layer what I'm doing in my life with friendship? So um, if I have a dog and my friend has a dog, can we walk our dogs together? I know that's something I need to get done in the day. So could I do it with a friend? Um, I know it sounds like on this call with a lot of folks who like exercising. Um, I'm (laughs) big into kind of every morning. I try to schedule exercising with friends. And while you might not be talking and communicating them with them, even just like being together in a space and moving your body in similar ways um, and just spending time together in a positive way, I think can have um, a lot of benefits to keeping the friendship alive. Um, So yeah, yeah, just kind of layering. I know for me also, if I'm doing laundry, I try to schedule friend calls, like when I'm (laughs) holding laundry or putting it away. Um, And that makes me feel just a little bit better. Like I've dedicated more time in the day to friends. So Mm -hmm. that's what I think about for consistency when I feel like I don't have the time, like how could I possibly make time for friends when I have so much, uh, so many other things to do. Yeah. And then shared experiences. This one, I think it's hard when we move to different phases of life. So Mm -hmm. I know for me, I don't have kids. A lot of my friends, um, girlfriends are just starting to have kids. And so thinking about like, what are the shared experiences that we have that made us friends that we can lean on? Um, and we can go back to. So maybe we schedule like one thing a month that um, is a shared interest that we have that sparked the friendship initially. And then also like what are new shared experiences? So I've been trying to commit more to like going to my friend's kids soccer games or going over after they put the baby down so we can watch a movie together. So I think kind of having a playful attitude and creativity when it comes to the shared experience piece. What can you lean on that you know you love together? And then what are you willing to kind of try new to kind of stick with the friendship as it evolves over time? Yeah. I love Those that. are awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Emily, you said you wanted to touch on like the mom aspect of it. Yeah. Cause I think like 
you know, the question of like, how do you find the time to make friends? Like it's one thing when you like already have them established. And like, I love all of what Madison said about like how to layer it into your life to make sure that you can actually like sustain friendships when life gets busy. And I think it is like an additional piece when you're like, oh shoot, I actually need to make friends either because I've moved or, you know, maybe you find yourself as the first one in your friend group to have kids and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, all these other friendships are still great. And I could really use a mom friend to talk about all things breastfeeding or, you know, all the things. Yeah. And so I know like having, I've moved twice, once with a four month old um, to a city where we knew no one. And I literally had to make my circle from scratch and Mm. I had a baby. So like my time was just looked different. Um, And so that is when I joined Fit for Mom because it did provide kind of that consistency of people over and over, um, which was great as a stay-at-home mom. But I think about like, oh my goodness, like when you're a working mom, some of those opportunities just aren't available. Mm -hmm. And so what I really work with um, kind of the moms I mentor around is like getting really clear on what they're craving in friendship. Because when we're like, I could like when we're just kind of like, I don't know, I don't feel good about my friends. I, I want more or something. If you can figure out like what exactly you're craving, like I did, I wanted a same season mom friend. Mm-hmm. Like, it just got so much easier to invest the time because I was really clear on what I was going after. And I'm like kind of, I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I really like just like setting like little mini goals for myself. And so I would give myself a goal of, you know, show up three times a month to this thing or, you know, strike up a conversation with two moms at, you know, wherever. And what that did for me was it gave me permission to not have any guilt about all the other times I wasn't trying to make friends. Yeah. Because I was so overwhelmed with like just <laughs> – career kids like (laughs) just the mental space friendship felt like it took I just had to like break it down and like let myself give just give myself permission to focus in one area and that like just helped friendship accelerate so much more quickly because I wasn't like kind of all over the board I was like super focused and also like wasn't beating myself up over all the times I was like shoot I should have said I should have looked more friendly at daycare drop-off or pickup but I was super stressed thinking about that work thing like it's just like not realistic and so like I like the idea of just like just give yourself a few mini goals and show up for them well and you'll be on your way I love that that. I when when um I was one of the first of my like friend group to have kids and actually in my friend group right now like my friends from like high school like I'm like the only one who has kids mm-hmm. so like yeah. and I was in like a new state where like I didn't really have any friends when I started yeah. having children so like I like you I had to like start from like literal scratch like I had like no one so yeah. I also joined Fit for Mom and like I like I make friends pretty easily but also like when you have kids like that's not like the first thing on your mind isn't to like make like best, best friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was really helpful for me. Like, like you said, like I would be like going to going to like the, um, like fit for mom class. I would make myself go to class this many times a week. So I could like mm-hmm. have those connections with the people and go to the moms and out and go to the play dates. And like, that's how I created like the friendships. Like Caitlin is now one of like my really good friends that like mm-hmm. I met from yeah. fit for mom, you know? Yeah. So I love, yeah. I love the goal setting idea. I love that. Yeah, me too. And what is the best way to help support friendships during hard times like grief or sickness or just something really hard that your friend is going through? 
Yeah, I've, um, this has been one I think we're probably all thinking about. I know I've been thinking about it a lot in my life, especially with COVID and even just the hard transitions of like going back to work after we went home from work and all the like kind of just tricky transitions that people are experiencing, um, our friends are experiencing in their lives. I think the one thing that's really important here is like, do you know how your friend wants to receive support? I think so often I know for me, I'm like, I need to help them. I need to know, I need, I want them to know that they feel loved and that I'm here if they need me. And so let me do all of these things that I think will help them. And I think there's a lot of power in sending, whether it's just a message or calling on the phone and saying, like, my hunch is this is probably really hard for you. I, I know this is hard for you. Like, how can I support you? Or how can I be here with you in this? And I think a lot, a lot of times our friends will, will tell us what they need. Sometimes they might say like, oh, no, I'm fine. And I think we can kind of just continue showing up and say like, I'm always going to be here if you need support. I know oftentimes I say things like, if you want to talk, I'm listening. Or when you're ready to talk, I'm here. Um, or sometimes I give ideas of the support I think might be helpful. So, hey, I know you need to do this. You need to take your kid to school. Why don't I take that off your hands? It'll be super easy for me and you can focus on this. Um, but I do think it's always good to ask what type of support friends need before we jump to um, giving them the support that we think they need. Um, I think also what the research shows to here that I find really interesting that's hard for me is if we want to kind of create a supportive relationship, we have to ourselves be vulnerable and ask for support. So if you feel mm -hmm. like your friend is never coming to you for support, I would encourage you to ask yourself, like, are you showing up um, and asking for support from your friend? Have you created the space where you're being vulnerable and they can feel like they can be vulnerable too? Um, I love giving support. It's my favorite way to show love. And I often mm -hmm. realize I don't accept it as well as I give it. And I think that's probably true for a lot of women. We don't want to be the burden on friendships. Um, so I think if you're looking to create more support in a friendship, um, be willing to get vulnerable or see, maybe ask yourself if you are vulnerable. But I think my kind of rule of thumb for the best way to support people or help friends during challenging times is to ask what they need first um, and then go from there. Yeah, that's um, that reminds me a lot that. of um, what's his name? Gar Gary Chapman, I think, like the love mm -hmm. languages. That mm -hmm. reminds me. Yeah. And I was I was thinking of the Enneagram, too. Are you guys familiar with the Enneagram? No, oh, I'm tell like, me more. I'm no, obsessed. okay, I'm gonna have to send you <laughs> the Enneagram test to see what your number is because as you're saying that, Madison, I'm like, oh, she sounds like a two. <laughs> so anyway, I'm probably that's a, a side two. Note, but, um, and we'll post a, a link to the Enneagram if anyone is interested in. That. I want to take one. I haven't taken one in a lot in a long time. It's probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, so the next question is, how do you connect with old friends that aren't moms when being a mom is all that we think about? Mm, yeah, I think, um, like, I think that one is, is can be hard at first, particularly when you first have a kiddo. I'm curious that this person who asked, you know, is kind of in the throes of those newborn months or, um, mm -hmm. and it is so hard to think about anything else, but your kiddo, that is like truly <laughs> what you can be. So, you know, on your, on your mind at all times. And yeah. I, I personally actually like 
loved my friends who didn't have kids when I became a mom. And this might sound like slightly selfish, but <laughs> and like Madison brought this up earlier, like she goes over after their kids, her like her friend's kids go to bed. Yeah. And like when the one like thing that was not great when I moved to Texas and you had my four month old and like needed to make a circle from scratch. And I started with those like same season friends and I did fit for mom. Oh my God. Well, we all, we were all stuck at our homes after yes, bedtime. Yes. <laughs> and like, there's this like, I don't know. There's this myth of motherhood that like you don't have any time, but the reality is that you have a ton of time. It's just that you're trapped or like, it's just like all these like little minutes throughout a day that are unpredictable. And so like, to me, oh my gosh, I just like Lee, if I could have had more that lived in Texas that were like, not (laughs) moms, I would have leaned so hard into them. And they were like my favorite connections to reconnect with when I would visit home even because it was like, oh my gosh, we can talk about something besides kids. And it almost like reminded me of my old self a bit Mm -hmm. and kind of kept me, I felt like it kept me grounded. So I would just say, hang in there. Like, yeah, these early days are rough, but like you'll, you'll come out of it a little and be able to think outside of, you know, just your kid and, and can really like, you know, ask your friend what's going on and and look interested and you'll, you'll be surprised what your mind does. I yeah. love that. I, I wish that I had friends too, like during that time, that would have been so fun for them to like come when the kids go to bed and like hang out with them. Mm-hmm. That would have been so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. It's my favorite time with my friends. I'm like, okay, there's no kids. I get yes. dedicated time. We can talk about your life. Yeah. I love that. That's so nice of you to do that. Oh, <laughs> I don't think of it as nice. It's a treat for me. Um, oh. And I, I loved this question too, because um, in my experience, I'm kind of on the opposite side of this. All of my friends are having kids and I'm starting to feel a little bit left behind. Like if I don't have a kid soon, we're not going to have enough to talk about. Um, there's not going to be enough shared experience there. And so I've been thinking about from the friend that feels like maybe you're getting left behind. How can you do some reframing just to feel better about the situation? Um, and I think what I would say to moms who Emily, similar to you, who are looking to maintain those connections with friends who maybe are in a different phase is like, invite us into your life. Like I crave, I crave learning about what your experience is like, what motherhood is like, what the birthday celebration plannings are. Um, And so I think for those who are trying to connect with people that are different phases, like invite your friends in to celebrate and support you in ways that matter to you. Um, because my bet is that your friend is probably craving that connection and wanting to know more about that phase that they may or may not enter in themselves because they love you and they want to understand your experience better. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think also to dedicating some time, um, what I mentioned about shared experience is like dedicating time to what brought you together as friends, like reverting back to that and maintaining some semblance of that, I think can kind of reignite friendships that you feel like you're just in different phases and can't find each other again and are kind of like mm-hmm. ships in the night. Yeah. Um, and it can be like once a quarter, we do something that we've always loved to do together. It doesn't have to be weekly, but I think just having the conversation and making a commitment to each other that like you're gonna do your best to keep the friendship alive amid the craziness of life can be really powerful and reassuring too. Yeah. I love that you guys gave two different viewpoints because that's so nice mm-hmm. to hear. I love it. It is. And it's so helpful. I love the thought of like, yes, connecting with that friend who maybe doesn't have kids yet reminds you of your old self because I have a friend like that and she's honestly like an aunt to my daughters now, but she comes in and like, I can go do things with her and feel like, 
oh yeah, this is me. Like I am also a person outside of being a mom. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> Okay, so let's see. How do you separate your judgments with your friends if you have different parental viewpoints? Yeah, I think this one can be hard. You know, I think I think anytime we feel like our maybe our core values are in conflict with someone we love, that's just hard. You know, mm-hmm. and I I do think when it comes to parenting, that gets really close to some core values you know, and, and how we um, are raising our kids. So I guess first, I just want to say, this is hard. (laughs) I don't know that there's like an easy answer. Uh, And what I tend to do when I just in general, like have those types of parental parenting disagreements with my friends is I do try to just lean on and focus on the things that we do share I also sometimes try to understand their viewpoint and just kind of learn like, oh, I wonder why you approach it that way. Like, what have you heard or what have you learned? I have found that like sometimes there's an opportunity for me to share my viewpoint and potentially like um, potentially alter hers, but not necessarily with that being my goal. Yeah. That makes sense. I think just, I think like in anything where we have disagreement, Instead of starting with, oh, the goal now is to change your mind or to help you understand how you're wrong, the goal is actually, oh, that's interesting because I really like you and we align on so many things. It's interesting to me that we don't align here. I wonder why. And that's a very different conversation and a very different way to engage with a friend than a like, okay, well, something's wrong and we need to change this. Um, So, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say that's an like an easier, perfect answer, but just acknowledging the hard and, and leaning into what you do share. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that question is really hard. So like what, but what you said makes a lot of sense. I listened to the, I don't know if you guys listened to Pantsuit Politics podcast. Yes. Um, (laughs) I had them on our, on my show and they have said something that has just really stuck with me about like just disagreements with friends or like, and it's like anytime you're in conflict or things just feel a little like, um, I don't know, like kind of like you've got big feelings about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just like we need to all start like CNN panelists that need to like <laughs> defend a position. Yeah. And it's like yeah. when we stop approaching our friendships with this, like we all have to align on everything, you know, political, parental, all the things. Yeah. It just like really changes the dynamic of they talk a lot about families, you know, sitting around at Thanksgiving dinner and like brothers and sisters who have like wildly different viewpoints. And Mm. instead of like being CNN panelists saying, huh, that's really interesting. Like we all grew up in the same house landing in really different spots on this. Like, I wonder, I wonder like why that is Like, a much better conversation than like, Oh, let me tell you how you are wrong. And I am right. Yeah. That's such a good way of like approaching it than just like, like scolding people for not having the same points as you. Yeah. 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 And sorry, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. I was just going to say, I was, re- it's so funny. I was, I've been thinking about today, this today, because I saw an Instagram post. Um, It's step into purpose and it says, what does it profit you to win the argument, but lose your friend? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's such a brilliant way to look at it because I'm not, I'm not winning anything by quote unquote winning the argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so hard sometimes 
to separate yourself and realize like someone else's views, that's not a personal attack on your own. You know, Mm -hmm. they believe what they believe and you believe what you believe, but they don't have to be, they believe this because of what you believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we've had a weird year and a half (laughs) and had to learn a lot of new ways to kind of find social interaction and all of that. But what are some ways that you guys found or the best way to meet friends during this COVID time that we're living in? It's such a good question. This one makes me laugh and kind of smile because my my reaction to this or kind of approach was like, there's no rules about anything anymore. So there's mm-hmm. just no rules about friendship either. Like, I'm just going to go out there, get super vulnerable, like introduce myself to everyone and try to make it a better year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was yeah. kind of my just like, fearless approach um, to friendship, I think, during COVID. But I know it doesn't always feel like that. And I think that's definitely easier said than done. Um, I moved across the country during COVID to a place where I don't know anyone, really. I have, um, I think, like two connections here. And the things that worked for me, um, I think, was the biggest thing for me was just keeping an open mind on friendship. So I think in the past, I had just a limited view into like what friendship for me looked like and the type of person I was looking for. I feel like I had this like bio of like what they're interested in, where they're from, what they do. And I really had to open up my, I like just all the mind to all the possibilities of different types of friendships. Um, And so this year I've actually um, created a friendship with an older woman who is like my mother's age and we're very close friends and interact a lot, which is something I never thought oh, wow. I'd be able to experience. Um, or friends just from different places with different experiences, I think has been really interesting for me. But some of the tactical things I did for people who are like, okay, I need to like make a to-do list of how to make friends. Um, if you keep running into someone in your daily life, whether it's like at the gym or going to the grocery store, you can kind of make light. And I've done this once before and actually kind of sparked a, a wonderful connection. Um, make like light of the fact that you're always running into each other. Um, mm-hmm. And you could use it as a way to like get coffee or plan to do that activity together. There's this woman that I'm always run into in the gym. And so we've kind of like started just a natural connection. We haven't hung out yet, but at least I can smile and ask her how her day is when we see each other in person, which I think can be a start of something really wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think what other thing I've been trying to do is like volunteer or sign up for community-based activities. I've been focusing on doing ones that are outside. It makes me feel a little bit safer from a COVID perspective, but it's a great way to meet people that potentially have similar values to you. Um, and gives you like a shared experience that you can connect on and hopefully creates that like consistency of like, I'm going to see them at this place at this time during this cadence. Um, So that kind of takes out some of the hard parts of friendship for scheduling. Um, And then the third thing that I I did that um, my friends are wonderful and we're super open to doing was I asked my friends to introduce me to their friends. So I just moved to Miami. And so I kind of posted on Instagram and shared with all of my close friends, like, do you know anyone in Miami? Like literally anyone, anyone from a class and a neighbor, a family friend, um, people that you could introduce me, introduce me to. And that has been a great way to start to like kind of build my tribe or community of people in a new place. 
um, during a pandemic where <laughs> building connections is a little bit trickier. Yeah. So that's what's worked for me. I don't know that's what so, that's works so for you ladies. Friends. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, speaking of meeting friends through other people, uh, I was just the way that I feel like you would, you would get along so good with one of my best friends from that lives like right by you. Oh, so I'm going to connect you guys on Instagram because I feel okay. like you guys get along well. Please. Oh, yes. Always need new friends. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. The next question is how do I keep friends when I keep saying no to hanging out because of the season of life that I'm in? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's new motherhood right there. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the struggle is real. Um, I think particularly too, if you are like one of the first of your friends to have kids or even the last, and like you are in some of those I mean, like thicker kind of harder weeks and months. Yeah. Um, I know I work actually work with a lot of moms that struggle with this of like, oh, I used to be the fun one. And now I like it's not even just saying no. It's also they're having a bit of an identity crisis mm -hmm. because they no longer want to be the one that goes out and like, you know, stay out till 2 a.m., those types of things. Um, well, I And like, not that that's always what someone's saying no to, but I think it's really helpful to have an open, honest conversation with their friends and actually like call out like, hey, I'm like, I'm actually like feeling really guilty and sad that I keep saying no. And I need you to know it's not because I don't want to see you or hang out with you. I am just like barely surviving or whatever the reason is. Because what I found is with those friends who maybe don't understand why you keep saying no, they're going to start telling themselves a story about why you're saying no, mm -hmm. if you don't tell them what the truth is. And unfortunately, we are often wired to tell ourselves really bad stories. Like she doesn't like me anymore. She's a baby. She doesn't care about me. Um, where the reality is that none of that's true. But if we don't kind of call out what's happening, it's so easy for that to happen. It's so easy for resentment to build. And so I really encourage moms to just kind of like get ahead of that. And, you know, just think uh, about, you know, when you do say no, you know, is there another time you could offer or is there something better or a different activity that would work well for you? Um, uh, just so that you can show it's it's not about them. It's not about your desire to, you know, not hang out with them or anything. Um, but just call it out. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's great. I um when I when like when I first had babies, I was the one who was saying no to everything. And then like no one like no one kept inviting me to things because I kept yeah. saying no. Yeah. So I, I was the one who was feeling super left out because like I was mm -hmm. alone. So like all my other friends didn't, you know, the ones who lived in, in Atlanta. And so I ended up just telling my friends, just because I say no, it doesn't mean that I don't want to go. I just can't go at this moment. But yeah. I love getting invited to things. You yeah, know? good. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, but it huge. worked out in the end. <laughs> it did. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> See, it works. It works it to like share more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that was such a point, like something I never thought of, but it's so true. in the fact, like, if you're not being open and honest on why you can't go, not telling them the real story, then they'll start, you know, creating their own. And that's a, such a valid point because I struggle with saying no. So like, I can be very vague or whatever mm -hmm. and the honesty is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I love this last question and I think it's one that's 
I know I've dealt with, um, but it's how do how do you keep friends if your kids don't like each other and have behavior issues when they're together? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how much I've actually encountered this. I've I've watched other friends walk through this a little bit, but uh-huh. I've I've actually seen it not impact their friendship in a negative way. They, they kind of like, honest, going back to the honesty part, they called it out and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't going well. We're, we're hanging out with our kids together. So um, yeah, they're crazy and you're cool. <laughs> like, let's, let's ditch them. Um, and just have like kind of owned, okay, like we're going to do things and like, yeah, maybe we're not going to hang out as families or hang out, you know, with play dates with the kids. Um, but that doesn't mean that, that this has to stop. So yeah, yeah, I call it out. Taking it, taking the the friendship just for you two, instead of as a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. brought us that's together true. they don't have to be the reason we stay together yes it's so much more fun when it's just us anyway yeah, so. exactly. oh. okay so we usually end our podcast with um three things that you think that you want the listeners to um like the three most most important things from this talk. Yes, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I had a brain fart right there. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm happy to go first. I think um, my top three. There's so many good things from this from this chat. Um, I think the first one is you're feeling like you don't have the time. Layer your time. Get creative with um, the things that you're already doing and include your friend um, in them or do them together. That's the first one. I think the second one is if you're looking to support your friend in a meaningful way, ask them what they need um, directly. And then the third is if you're feeling distance from your friend because of phase of life, um, invite them into your life to support you in meaningful ways, to celebrate you in meaningful ways, to be part of your kids' lives. Um, that's something that I have enjoyed being on the other side of that. So yeah, I think those are my three. Those are great. How about you, Emily? Yeah, I want I just want moms to know that like it's okay to want more from your friendships. I think sometimes we're nervous to even say that or think that because we worry that like what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Um and I just want to encourage you that moms are wanting connection and even if it looks like we're not interested, she's either busy or nervous, it's like not about you. Um, we are all research tells us as Madison, I'm sure has bumped into this a ton, but like we are all craving connection, but we all walk around acting like we don't want it because we just don't want to look desperate or we don't want to look not cool or like (laughs) the one that doesn't have the friends. And I just Mm. really want to encourage you to stop playing it cool. If that is by any chance, potentially plaguing you. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's something that's really good to, to remember. Yeah. And like on the time piece, I just would also really encourage you. It can be so easy to settle a little bit when you're a mom to be like, no, I'm fine with my kids and my, my husband or my partner. Like this is good enough. Like I, I have all I want and need. And um, it, it, I would just encourage you not to settle and just say like, oh, I'll deal with friendship when life becomes less hectic. Like yeah. spoiler alert, it is not going to get less hectic. And <laughs> To my third takeaway, you were not made to mom alone. You deserve authentic friends to do motherhood with. And um, don't settle. 
Like your friends are out there. It is literally just a matter of finding them. Yeah. Those are all amazing takeaways. So thank you guys. Yeah. And thank Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you ladies so much. This has given me a lot to think about and just to reframe certain things in my head. So I really appreciate your sharing your wisdom and your advice and your own experience too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having on. It's a joy to connect and talk about friendship and motherhood. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with us today. All resources and information can be found under our show notes and on our Instagram page at magicofmamahood underscore podcast. Let us know what topics you would like to listen to next and how we can meet you during your personal season of mamahood. If you're finding value in this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, or share with a friend. This will help us with our mission to empower mamas and women from all over. Talk to you soon.